Can you see around it? No. We have to remove it. What do you mean, remove? Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just see me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 87. Hello. 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 One step closer to 100. We're yes. getting there. One step closer to 100. And one step closer to the Walking Dead premiere. Oh, yeah. Very true. Yeah. What is that? October 22nd or something? Or 29th? Yeah. It's the last weekend before Halloween. Last Sunday before. A little over a month. Yep. And then the next weekend is Walker Stalker Atlanta. Oh, that's right. That's right. And some of the Fear cast is going to be there this time. Good. Excellent. I was going to say, we've got a good show to talk about right now. We don't have to wait for the Walking Dead to come back. Maddie's going to be there. Probably Strand. He was there last time. Coleman Domingo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else. That's all they've announced so far. Nick will never do it. We've talked about that before. He'll never do it, will he? Mm, He's too cool. Yeah, too cool for school. Yep. They are having a 100 cast meetup, so I wonder if Alicia is going to be there. Because, you know, she's, she does double time in that other show called 100. Oh, really? Okay. Which is now over, I think. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I didn't. I, I knew she was in it, but I didn't realize that it was still going. Was I, it? I think it's done. Okay. But I don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to quote you on everything. You, you are our news person, so I will quote you on everything. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's good Not point. verified or confirmed. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. people say. So how are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Fan-diddly-tastic. Actually, no. Yeah, this week is relatively easy compared to the past couple of weeks. We had hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Now we're watching hurricanes like hit other places. Yeah, but still so sad. It it's is sad. Totally. Devastating. The, hurt, the islands that have already been hurt. Well, the, Yeah, Virgin Islands are getting nailed again, right? <sighs> yes. So um, thoughts are going out to all the people out there. And, um, and all those poor folks down in uh, Mexico. In Puerto, oh, yeah. The, the earthquake. The earthquakes. Oh, Two God, earthquakes yeah. back to back. Yep, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Mm. Lots of bad stuff. Way to bring it down. I know. <laughs> bring it back up. That's right. That's right. All right, what are you drinking, Scott? I got a beer from one of our listeners. What? Uh, Melissa gave me one that is um, quite the eye popper. It's called... Does that mean strong? Uh, oh, my. <laughs> um, okay. It's... It's called Escape Velocity, and it's from uh, District 9 Brewing in Cornelius, North Carolina. It is a sour brewed with coffee, cherry, and spices. Oh, my, oh my God. God. And it has a, um alcohol of 14.2. Shut Holy up. crap. Are, Are you serious? serious? All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll start talking now because we're going to lose you in about half an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be gibberish in no, no time at all. I don't think I've ever drank anything that's, that high. That's wine. You can, you can like definitely taste wine. the alcohol. Holy yeah. cow. You can definitely taste the alcohol on this one. And, um, Better be drinking some water I might have tonight. caffeine, so I'll be up all night, too. <laughs> yeah. Is it thick or what? No. No, it's it's just... it's It's... Tons of flavor. Let's put it that way. It's, I mean, it's good. It's a sour. Um, I don't drink a whole lot of sours, but uh, but it's definitely um, 
It's you, you can't drink more than one. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, I see. I wouldn't it's want you to. It's pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty. Although that would be funny. What's that? To drink more than one. You. Yeah. Yeah. Not on a work night. We'll do. Well, yeah. We'll do like a <laughs> quiz challenge some sometime, like a podcast quiz where we go through like the Walking Dead stuff and come up with a series of questions. Yeah. Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead. And uh, we'll just yeah, you just pound. What is it called mm-hmm. again? Scott's, it's called Escape Velocity. It's Scott's Escape Velocity, and we will escape it's, into the ether. It, it defies gravity. <laughs> yes. Your tongue's about to defy gra- gravity. Uh, my brain's working on yeah, it. Yeah, good. All right. Stuart, what do you got? <laughs> we have the Compass Rose from Service Brewery. Nice. Yeah, which is not even close to what you have. It's uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I think we've had we've uh, drank some stuff from their brewery before. And mm-hmm. all their beers are different service outfits in the military so uh this one compass rose uh obviously for navy gotcha gotcha i think it would be awesome if one of our listeners could go back through all of our podcasts and write down every single beer that we have highlighted so far because i'm pretty sure we've done this one you do not want to believe me you want to prove me wrong on this one i, I know we've done we've done one from that brewery the ground definitely. pounder it was the ground pounder the ground pounder right the army one i don't believe you but I think it would be really cool. If one of you wants to do that, I think we've been doing this for a year now, right? It is a rarity that my wife wants to prove me wrong, but... Yeah, really. If that you is want, a damn good beer, though. If you want to help Kim prove me wrong, jump on in. Yeah. Well, I, I mean... I will send you a six-pack So maybe, it, maybe but still, Rose. even if it is, maybe it's good enough for two rounds. Well, I mean, I will put an asterisk on that little thing and say it's getting harder and harder to find unique beers that we haven't covered yet. Don't okay. you agree? This is yeah. true. Yeah. Or ones that, ones that I want to try. This is true. <laughs> There's a lot of unique ones out there Stuart I Because Stuart said try. he saw a new Gusa tonight, but I'm not going to try Yeah, there was Gusa. a Terrapin uh, Brewery, which when we first started out the podcast, they had a watermelon Gusa. Yes, that, that was like well. licking a salt lick. <laughs> yes. It was a watermelon flavored yeah, salt it was lick. That was awful. <laughs> and so, okay, uh, you know, Terrapin's good brewery, local in mm-hmm. Georgia. Um, yeah, we like a lot of theirs. They do the great Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, blood, blood, blood orange. orange. I should give them another try, but man, took a lot of water to recover from that last one. You know, speaking of that, <laughs> have we tried the Lucille from them? No, no, we haven't. Yeah, actually, oh, we need to know, try that one because right. that's a Walking Dead. Thing okay, now. I'm sure you know our listeners probably agree we do shy away from the darker beers. No, we don't. So we don't. Yeah, know. we do. Yeah, we do. We don't do porters. Well, porters. Okay, sure. So uh, all right. So next week, next week, porter we're challenge. Gonna do no, porters. We're going to do porter challenge. Oh okay. Jesus. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm in. Give me lots of water. Next week's a porter challenge. I will have a lot of PBR for you, hon. <laughs> Wash that porter down. <laughs> Listeners, you can drink along with us. That's right. That's right. Drink along at home. Pick your favorite porter. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to break into some like whiskeys or something. No. Right, no. You're just you're getting crazy mm. now. Yeah, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Tequila. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Kim? Well, hey. We are in Mexico. <laughs> Speaking of tequila, <laughs> how about our trip to the border? Yes, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 11, La Serpiente. Serpiente. Mm -hmm. Serpiente. Serpiente. (laughs) You know what the title's from, right? Uh, Well, I know it's Strands, 
name. Yeah, it's what mm-hmm. Daniel calls yeah, him. Yeah, Daniel's, but... Daniel's name for Strand. Yes. The snake. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. That's all you had? I thought you had some yeah. more. Okay. No. Well, no. It's he... just a, a it's something to mention. Oh. He pointed that out, clearly. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Didn't mean to dog you on that. I thought um, this episode, I actually really enjoyed this episode, even though it was a little bit slower. Hmm. I, I really liked um, the relationship between Strand and Madison in this. Even, and I was actually surprised that she was like, oh, I'm a country girl at heart. Ranch is where I belong. I was like, well, this is kind of a different type of country. Yeah, type of country than what you're probably used to. Still so, got horses. But, um yeah, it, do, it does have horses. That's Probably true. some chickens um, and pigs. <laughs> Alabama's not quite as desert-like. No, no, it is not. So no, it's actually very. There's green. that. Although it is very flat <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> Parts of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Birmingham is not quite so flat. Birmingham's not quite so country. Birmingham's nice. No. I know. <laughs> I'm not implying, I'm not I'm not that, implying comment, that Alabama I mean, is like, nice. I'm just saying Birmingham's nice. Yeah, it is actually. It's well. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. It's actually surprising. Growing up in the South in North Carolina, I never thought that Birmingham would be nice, but it is actually a very mm-hmm. nice city. Yeah, it's very uh, contemporary city. Gulf very, Shores is awesome. Okay, totally off the point, here, guys. What do you think of the episode? <laughs> Really? Is that how you felt? Is that how you captured it with an emotion? Yes, yes. With an emoji. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kim, what did you think of the episode? Well, at first I wasn't too keen on it. The second go-around, I liked it a little bit more. But I actually have a lot of issues with this episode, which I'll go into later. But um, there were a lot of inconsistencies that just bothered the mess out of me. And I think at this point in the season, we should be beyond those types of issues. But other than that, um, I like some of the scenes a lot. I love this, the the poop scene, the sewer scene. <laughs> the tunnel scene. <laughs> the poop scene. The poop, the poop scene. scene. That's all I could think of is poop. <laughs> when I was watching that scene. They did, they did kind of really insinuate they that, that a home. lot. Yeah, they, oh, they're the like, oh, oh the brown smell. water. Oh, yeah, and like when they first walk down there, they're like walking gingerly. Oh, but then yeah. when they're like, going through the small pipe, there's like thick mud. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually fantastic. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, I wasn't too sold on this episode. It was all right. Okay. Scott? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I had, uh, I loved the uh, Madison and Strand stuff. I thought that mm-hmm. was some of their strongest scenes. And I like, I like seeing Strand trying to be the good guy. Instead of being a jerk. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought Daniel was really good in there. But, man, I wish that guy could crack a smile once in a while. <laughs> Jeez. But, um, and and I, I I think one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is I got to see Walker get uncomfortable. Yeah. Taka, Taka yeah. had some uncomfortable moments in the uh, in the pipe. Yeah, he did. Well, he had un- uncomfortable moments before he went. I know, pipe. exactly. Which, that to me, that he was kind of... His character was inconsistent in that way because... And it might be because he is trying to portray himself as the tough guy. Right. But um, when he was like, oh, there's got to be a better way, it was like, really? I mean, come on. Well, his, his... You're in the apocalypse now. I mean, there's... Well, I like. I mean, I, right. I agree in the fact that there had to be a better way. This was just the whole setup for him going yeah, 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 yeah. to the pipe oh, yeah, and yeah. all was really weird. That was, that was pretty mm-hmm. lame, actually. 
Yeah. Even though it, visually there were some interesting parts to it, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I, I just like the fact that here's Taka, who's been trying to be a badass all the time, and uh, and now he gets to see what really badass means, getting out there in the world and what else is out there, instead of just living yeah, on his true. ranch. That's true. And uh, I liked seeing that. I liked the. I liked to see his his uh, world rocked a little bit. So. Well, and in that way, maybe it's kind of like the Alexandria people, where they survived, yeah, yeah. but yet they hadn't really experienced mm-hmm. everything that's actually out in the world right now. Right. Uh, yeah, they had to go get supplies and things, but they they didn't really have to have the major confrontation with like hordes of right. walkers right. or infected. So And that scene in the sewers was was wild. I think that's that's definitely the grossest scene of the series, I would say. Agreed. Yeah. You know. Can we talk about it? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Kim loves the loves <laughs> okay. the gross. Bring it on. Before we before we go to that scene specifically, yeah. when they are driving there and mm-hmm. they come up on that just line of cars oh, and, right. and tons of infected. Mm-hmm. This is the first of my inconsistencies. Yeah, that was that was um poorly written, I mm-hmm. think. It was poorly edited. Yeah, yeah, because they showed this huge line that they're gonna have to confront. Uh-huh. And then Strand has the little beeper. Uh-huh. Key fob. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that key fob is going to distract all those infected <laughs> more than that massive truck going I through know, cars. I know, that was what I With thought, too. With the windows was... down and the smell of fresh flesh yeah. coming out of the windows. It was so, was... Don't buy it. so stupid. I mean, they, that was ridiculous. You know, they, they do follow noise, but they also follow visual cues, too. Yes. And you got a truck with people in it, you know, right in front of them. They got, you know... They were being attracted to the truck, and then all of a sudden, his little beeper is going to take the whole. He's like, crowd. Wait, "Wait a second, I got." I this. thought that was so stupid. <laughs> and then, yes. And, now, if it was making like extremely loud fart noises or something yes, like that, right. where it was like, but it was going beep. They beep, needed the fart beep. machine from Preacher. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or if it's out there, that was my reference. That's my reference. Yeah. If it's out there saying stuff like "You suck, you suck, you suck," kiss mm-hmm. my ass. Well. And then the second inconsistency from that scene, <laughs> you see this huge line of wrecked cars mm-hmm. for as far as the eye can see, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe that their truck was able to push every single one of those cars out of the way without getting stuck somehow. Well, they got the walkers two. to help them. All they had to do was push two, and then they were like, oh, Jesus saves. Remember, Strand says two. So all they had to do was push two cars, and that's... There was no exit there. No exit. There was a brick wall on the right-hand side of the road. On the left-hand side. I mean, the concrete? Concrete. The concrete. Yeah, there's a concrete barrier on the left-hand side. They were going down the wrong side of the road, weren't they? No, they were. They were going. No, No, they they were were going going uh, right-hand lane, and there was all the the cars were in front of them, and the left-hand side, the traffic, the oncoming traffic was completely open. But they couldn't get to move one of the barriers out of the way and get out of there. So wait. You're telling me they went down the right-hand side of the road where there were no yeah, cars. Yeah, but his exit, he he said Jesus saved. So that was right there where they got stopped was where the chain link fence, at least right. the exit Jesus off saves was the cue he was looking for to tell him where that car was. That is ridiculous. Yeah, where the tunnel is. It just... That is ridiculous. Oh, perfect. They showed me, me personally... <laughs> <laughs> this long line of cars, and here I am thinking they're going through this long line of cars like they did on The Walking Dead oh, they, when What's-Her-Face got lost in the woods. They totally present it as though they are stuck and they are going to have to get through that, and that's why Taka is like, what have you gotten us into? Right. 
Because yeah. I mean, it was like, oh shit, now what do we do? Because it's just a long line of cars and infected. But he throws a key fob out, which attracts every effing walker in that area. And they get through to where they need to go. And then he ties a knot in a chain. I know, mm-hmm. and that holds him back. <laughs> I like that. That <laughs> to, was good. To hold him back. Yep. And then he's like, oh, where's that car? Oh, and he's why, like, there you are yeah, right in front of me. Yeah, and he's looking up into the hills, and then he looks <laughs> down. Like, you've obviously been there before, yeah, right? The, the whole setup to them going into the sewer was, the sewer was awesome, okay? Well, okay right. wait, hold on, there's more. Okay. There is more. He finds the car. Not only does he say that he used this route to get to the bazaar, right? Yes. But the car is on top of the manhole, right. and the manhole cover is on the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that happen if he used he that entrance back. to get... How? These, well, he, was, he had to get out of that smell. It was like a bitch slap. No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but you're, you're right, Kim. I mean, how, he, he, did, how did he push the car back on top of it if he never came back out of that hole? Exactly. If he came out of that hole, he put the car on top of it to possibly hide the hole. But he didn't. It was a hidey hole. He came how out with them. That's not even physically possible. He came out with them. Yeah. He went in, couldn't get out into the, the bazaar and couldn't get out, and then he left with them when they escaped, right? Right. It's not physically possible for those items to be removed and then put back while somebody is in the tunnel. Sorry, not happening. Well, and it was all pretty silly anyway that they were hiding those... that tunnel under a Volkswagen. I don't follow your argument, but okay. Are you kidding me? All no. right, whatever. Those are the biggest Still, you want some of my beer? You might get it then. The yeah. first 10 minutes... Poorly written. Okay, okay, my assumption was that my assumption was that he had escaped through that tunnel. But he left with Madison and Walker. From where? From the bazaar. Remember, they he never. No, went no, back I, there. I, I, no, no. My assumption he is, uh, had escaped from that through that tunnel at some point when he left Tijuana, because remember he got somehow. Uh, remember Daniel left him off at the hotel or whatever, and he had to escape. That was the last time we saw him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there was something to do with. Him getting out of Tijuana to get across the border, and that's how he got into the sewer. But I don't think it has anything to do with the bazaar. He said he used it to get to the bazaar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm missing something then. Yeah. I, I no. I agree that if he was going to be going down into that tunnel, there's no way he would be able to move a car into. I, I understand. Thank that. you. But no, I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. But, but what I'm arguing is. When he came out out of that manhole, and I don't understand when that happened, but he, my the weird thing for me was that if he knew this manhole and he knew the VW, mm-hmm. why was it so hard for him to find out where they were when he got into the damn car lot? I know, I know. So it might Strange. have been nighttime. Could have been nighttime. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't. Know. I did love the. Uh, I did love the music though, at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah, when they're driving along. Yep. Yeah, that was great. That was yeah, very it was, cool. It was a very poignant mm-hmm. setup. What was it? I didn't hear it. I didn't just the song. Either. Yeah. Okay. We'll play it. Did we'll... it have lyrics? Yes. Yes, it had lyrics. Okay. Yeah, we'll put it on. It we'll put it on the, the podcast. Well. It set the scene very well. Oh. But you were saying you missed the old "Fear Me" sound. The yes. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have that again. Get that back on there. But they've kind of gotten away from that. I don't know why. Good things will come to those who wait. Anyway, yes, it was incredibly stupid 
stupid situation that they got into. And uh, it was, although they redeemed themselves with the sewer tunnels. Yes, those mm-hmm. that part of it was fantastic, yep. just because of how nasty it was and the yep. labyrinth that they had created. And they were saying on the Talking Dead that they had made such an elaborate set piece that they had to give the set crew a map in order to find them their way around when they were when they're delivering sandwiches. And then you had <laughs> yeah. then you had the then you had of course the fat guy in a little pipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which also I had a bone to pick with that one. Oh my god. What was wrong with that one now? Okay. They cut this guy apart and he's blocking the tunnel from water getting in. Mm-hmm. And so they supposedly got inundated with water. How much water? I don't know. But it didn't affect them very much. They didn't drown. They didn't come out sputtering. They didn't even look wet when they came out of the tunnel. Nine well, days they may, later. They may have still gone a ways after that happened, before they got out of the tunnel. But they were a mess. Yeah, but how was, much water? It looked like a lot of water was we, back behind them. We lost that whole Goonie scene where they're sliding down. Yeah. And the song. <laughs> Cindy Lauper's playing in the background. Yeah, they. I mean, that was the a, the cliffhanger into the commercial break, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where it was like, oh god, like because it yeah. was awful. Like, I mean, can you imagine being stuck in, and and like the fat said, guy popped. That, like you said, that was probably the, the one of the grossest scenes that they've had in the series, mm-hmm. and um, it was impressively gross and emotional because mm-hmm. anytime you're stuck in a small space like that, mm. confined. Uh, that's uh, extremely emotional. And just yeah, watching, just watching Walker's disgust. Yes, the whole thing was was fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. been very isolated out on his ranch. Yes, mm-hmm. he hasn't had to he deal got, with the real get, world. He had to get his hands dirty in this can, episode. Can I ask where the hell was Walker supposedly going when he was like, oh, "I'm done with this guy. He doesn't know where he's going." He's like, walking back he... to the ranch. No, 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 no. Inside I know, but the they're sewer. lost in the sewer. I mean, he's like, oh. oh. Yeah, that's, he said he was going to find his way back. And then all of a sudden he comes running back when they mm-hmm. finally see the eyes. Like, oh, they're right behind me. Oh, wait, <laughs> <No. wait. laughs> um, That guy, like, to me, bother you? he really bothers me as a character. <laughs> he he's poor, really poorly written for. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's so stereotypical, it's ridiculous. He really yeah, it's is. I mean, come on. It's really bad. I know, I, I know he's a Native American, but let him lighten up a little bit. Yeah. Well, and then... And smile. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> But God. that's where they're, they're like, kind of, like, pushing this, like, he is kind of man of the land, whatever, but then... But he's a, but he's a lawyer. He's working yeah, he's the a court lawyer. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, at the same time, it's like, the guy is, like, scared of getting dirty, and he's like, oh, there's got to be a better way than doing this and then when they're in the tunnel the the question when she's like oh we gotta take him out and he's like whoa what does that mean mm-hmm. yeah, exactly like what the hell do you think that means like get him out of the way yeah i like, mean <laughs> they, they didn't show it and, it and it would have been funny i would have loved to have seen them do a close-up on his face when madison asked for the hatchet oh yeah or when they handed him the too. head too yeah, yeah well, you could see his that. face at, you could see his face when they handed him the head he was just i didn't like, notice Ugh! Yeah, yeah he's but, like bit a piece off. But I really liked that walker because he reminded me of the well walker from season three of The Walking okay. Dead. Yeah, we got, you got infected. Got to call him infected because the walker Sorry. thing's confusing. Infected. Me. Sorry. I like that walker. Sorry. Not not Native American walker. <laughs> dead walker. Yes. Um. But yeah, he looked like the guy from The Walking Dead. 
with Glenn. Yeah, the one that pulled out of the well. Now, that was an incredibly disgusting scene, too. That was good, because he broke in half and his inner oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Let's just bring that all up again. Yummy. It's good stuff. <laughs> but we that was the... one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got the fat bastard out of there. <laughs> so, and then, and then we went to find out that... Um, they had gone on, Daniel and crew had gone on another uh, water delivery run, right? Yeah, either that or they were coming back from the one that we left them with last time. I'm not right. Sure. Actually, I That's think you're right. That's what I was thinking. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because they were arguing about the who fired first and that sort right. of thing. And Everado, I guess, had been shot oh, yeah. or something. The big guy. The guy who said that yeah. he had enough skin to give up. Yeah, he said, That's a flesh wound. <laughs> he said, Well, luckily <laughs> I have enough. <laughs> yeah, that was, a good, that was a very good line. Um, yeah, and Efrain and, and uh, Daniel are, like, getting into it over this thing. Yeah. And Efrain, again, was a little confusing to me as well. I mean, he was still pushing that... God will take care of us all thing. Yeah, yeah, we got to give the water to the people. Yes, he didn't yes. want to give it to Madison's people. Because right. they're white. Yeah, but, I mean, God will only take care of the people that aren't white. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could go both ways for what... Um, Otto's people, uh, the ran- the people on the ranch say about brown people. It's uh-huh. very true. Yeah, I mean, oh, yes. yeah. racism very, goes both ways. Yes, very true. But I, I was surprised to hear Efrain say things like that because he's hmm. a man of God, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the way he, is, I thought he was. You know, if they want it, take it. That, I, that's okay. where I would have. That's where I would have thought that he would. He would have gone. I, I don't think I would have thought that he would have been like no. You know, fighting against um, Madison and them having some water. When in the scene when um, they're trying to get uh, patch up Everado or Everado, I guess mm-hmm. this guy's name. Yeah. Um, Strand comes <laughs> in and wants to help out with the medical, and and he says, um, "Are you a doctor?" And he says, "I was in a previous life." Mm-hmm. Was was Strand a doctor? No, but no. he was at the hotel. He played one at the hotel. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Okay. But he knows that a makes lot it even funnier. Then that's a good one. Just yeah. from that little stint. Well, apparently. it's just patching people up. Put some alcohol and yeah. some. It's a flesh you know, wound. It's only on a flesh wound. Done. That's all he did. He learned quick. That's right. Yeah. I had forgotten he played the doctor. That's that's yeah. funny. That that actually makes for a very funny line then. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and he my, was, hits. he did seem pretty, like, confident. calm about it. Oh, yeah, yeah and that guy was like, ah! <laughs> he knew he had he delivered good. a baby. This is nothing compared to delivering a That's baby. That's true. That's true. That's Very true. good point. But, you know, when when they come upon Daniel, this little group, uh-huh. and Daniel sees them for the first time, yeah, I was a bit shocked at how easily Daniel believed, once again, when somebody <laughs> is telling yes. him that Ophelia is alive. Madison. Yeah. Yeah. And alive and well, and I can take mm-hmm. you to her, and like all this stuff. And he's like, oh, really? Not only that, but. Well, it was, but you know, he it was, doubted it. Yeah, but right at the start, it was that Ophelia is alive, and then she says, but we need water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you will tell me that my daughter is alive if that's what you need, and you know that's what I have. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was like a perfect, like. Right. And he I doubted it. I'm not going it. to believe you because I have exactly what you need. Right. And he doubted it. I mean, he certainly doubted, you know, because Strand had already lied to him about it. Yeah, he yeah questioned when he said her Madison has never lied to me before right. when yeah. he was talking to Lola. But that was, and that was later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did trust her a little bit more unconditionally. She, he definitely 
did yeah. not trust Strand. But I mean, Me. you would question a little bit more Madison, I think, if uh, mm-hmm. if well, Strand he and Madison so... have always had a respectful relationship. Yeah, yeah, but then when he was talking to Walker to Tucka. And he was like, what did my daughter do for you? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is setting it up for a fight right that, here. Yeah, seriously. He puts his foot in his mouth every chance he gets. The taco guy? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. give a shit who he's telling people stuff. Like, oh, yes, I had your daughter go and poison people. Ha, 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 ha. Well, he might, have, you know, he might have seen, you know, that Daniel was some somewhat of a badass. And gotten that vibe off of him, and probably he might have been impressed, or thinking he would impress Daniel by saying what his daughter's doing. I actually had that feeling, too. Yeah, okay. I didn't catch that, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, that could work. And Did it Daniel... just backfired on him. He didn't expect to, he didn't expect, um, I don't think he the expected reaction. Daniel to react that way. Right. Yeah. Daniel puts off that soldier type of vibe, like, I will kick right. your ass if you say something wrong to me. Well, people who never smile. Yeah, they'll do it. Like that, or, or serial killers. It's, it's hard to tell. Um, you know, I have one. I have one question about the whole underlying deal that they were trying to make. Didn't I mean? Wasn't that a, the cartel that was over the dam? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have weapons? Oh, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have the weapons? In the yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there was. I agree there was with you. Ton I, of guys I, with weapons. Yeah, that was a little weird. I thought that she just wasn't letting them have weapons, and then all of a sudden, the deal for the water was for weapons. Confused right. me. Because you're right. right; they did have weapons, and they took mm-hmm. those guys out. Right. So it makes you no think sense. They've that got they a would. cache of some weapons. Yeah, I, I thought Lola was just locking the weapons up so that Daniel and his folks didn't. I mean, Daniel had a handgun. That was it. But what was the, what was the cartel guy's name? I can't remember now. Oh, oh Jose. Dante. Was it Dante? Dante? No. That yeah. sounds right. Maybe. Was it Dante? I can't remember. Anyway. But yeah, I had the feeling, though, that that was a large cartel group and that they were well-armed. To be able to hold the yeah hold the yeah. Uh, the, the dam the way they were and aren't there more left? I mean, they only killed a couple of them when they threw yeah, them maybe off. some of them didn't like how it was going anyway. Uh, so you know how those cartel guys are—you killed a couple of the top ones and then they mm-hmm. all run away. It's like a vampire. An hour yeah. later, you want to kill another. Yeah. It's like killing the queen of the hive. They all just kind of disappear. Hmm. Kim, you know, it's funny. I did say how much I enjoyed the episode. I really did. And I actually, unlike you guys, I felt like it was pretty pretty well-paced. Um, but I also had a lot of questions um, on motivations for these things. I'm still stuck on why, why is, you know, why is Lola got her head so, shoved so far up her ass about protecting that dam? <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, She's very passionate about the water. Well, she's very passionate about the water, and that's good, but it's a resource that that is a hot commodity. I mean, she knows damn well that the people in the town weren't getting it. Don't even go there. So do you believe that uh, she... um, (laughs) Do you believe that she should have been listened to a frame a little bit more? Maybe. Okay. I kind of feel like she should have been... Do you agree that she should have just let the water go? 
No, no, no. What I mean is, is she's got to be pretty dense if she didn't recognize what a hot commodity that water is going to be. See, seeing oh, she as totally she did. was working there and knowing, knowing that the people in the town couldn't get any and how desperate they were for it. She totally, she totally knew it was a hot commodity. She was trying to get it to the people. But you don't protect that? What way? What do you mean? Well, she. I well, mean, that's that's why she wanted Daniel there to protect. I mean, and that's definitely. Well, uh, yeah, I, but wouldn't you be you just you just overthrew the place from a cartel that was holding it? Wouldn't you think that there are other groups out there that could sweep in there and take it from them too? Yeah, but wouldn't I mean, you have been armed yeah, in protecting she's, it? She's definitely she's much. Yeah, she's more naive and more innocent on that. Ignorant. Oh, she's extremely naive and innocent. But I mean, she does keep Daniel and whoever he has working with him. Does he? He has like some security some guys with. Yeah, his yeah. goon goons. Good. Yeah, that's a good word. Couple of that, that are helping him out, like to try and protect the place. But um, yeah, she keeps them yeah, on and the who's short to leash. Say, who's to say Dante's friends don't come back too? Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think that back. he just had that dam. I would imagine he had more than just a dam. Like the guys who took over the colonia from um, mm-hmm. from what's his face, uh, Nick. Yeah. Why? You know, they could go back and get them. That's yeah. a big group of guys. So, yeah, it just it just struck me as a little too simplified from the supermercado. You know. Yes. Um, it just wasn't. It's a, it's a very superficial argument for the show. Well, that and I thought that they would take more water to the people. It sounds like they're still only doing one weekly run, mm-hmm. which is m- creating this uproar, right? They were trying to do more runs, but they were having issues getting out to people because people were attacking the trucks. So right. they were. It was this, you know, this this struggle they were having. Yeah. Yeah, the balance was swinging into the danger side, um, but you know what? I mean, those people knew where that water was coming from. Right. Yeah, and it's not it's not protected on all sides. It's just at the dam. But you would at least think you would be seeing people standing outside the gate demanding water if they're not attacking the place. Okay, that's the weird thing because be, before when the cartel was in charge, they had a line of people out there waiting for water. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 So yes, people they were waiting. So now when they come back in and they're you know running back with the truck right before they see Strand. Or when Daniel was getting the truck in before they see Strand and uh, Maddie come out of a culvert, um, there's nobody there. So nobody else want, is walking out there to get water now? Or did all those people Yeah, die? I mean, especially I mean, if, the, if they're waiting for water and the truck sped away last time because it was attacked, would you not think somebody would be standing outside the gate there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, The villagers, the Tijuana people, would find that damn dam. Damn, damn. <laughs> damn it. They actually, yeah, I mean, they're they're setting up in this episode that they're having to take the water out to people and it's unsuccessful when they try to take the the water to people because they're attacking the trucks. That's how they're setting it up. But they're, they're completely ignoring the fact that before they had tons of people that were waiting outside the dam for water. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a weak, it's a weak storyline. Yes. In that. Yeah. Just keep it consistent, people. That's right. That's all we're asking for. I did like Madison's line though when when uh, when Lola says she didn't have any for them. Yeah, she was like, "You have a lake." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a very big lake, which is why I'm saying, why aren't people spreading out around the banks of this lake to get water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dip it's in not, a bucket. It has nothing to do with the dam. Nope. You could walk up to the lake. Yes, you can. Yeah, walk up to the lake. It's not like they got armed guards everywhere. I would go pee in that lake and be like, "Drink that, you bastards." 
well, people the yeah, fucking water. It's that brings like, up you know, a good point. <laughs> what else is in that water? It's pretty what? bad, though, that, that they treat the fence as being the incredibly weak. When the uh, when the walkers get through it, but every other time they just push up the fence, it's like no one can get through it. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like I think if somebody, hey, get that fat guy just to lean on it, <laughs> take that fence. Yeah. Well, um, and then they hold, they put it back up with zip ties. With zip ties. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And that's supposed that to stops work. everybody. Maybe if it was just the infected. Nobody has a knife. I, exactly. Come on. I'm t- a sharp In rock. Tijuana? <laughs> In Tijuana to cut zip ties? Oh, yeah. Really? There's people got knives. <laughs> Not only that, does nobody in the village of Tijuana have guns? Last I heard, Tijuana's a pretty wild place. Yeah, it's like the Wild West out there. Yeah. Um, On crack. <laughs> I guess maybe, you know, but then... Coke Maybe Dante's people Coke. picked them up. Yeah, Maybe Dante's people with... picked them up, but then where did those guns go? Yeah, I don't know. All so, very good really, questions. I don't understand why you have to bargain for guns. You should have plenty. There's not many people. There's tons of guns around at some point. Mm-hmm. All they gotta do is raid the houses. Yeah. Well, I mean, in retrospect, I would think that that part of the way Dante's people were able to keep control of Tijuana is by confiscating guns be my guess but where's the cash still where's the guns where's the cash cash has no meaning now the gun cash oh c-a-c-h-e it has cachet Stuart. all right we're gonna take a break we'll be back in a minute all right everybody we're back um i like i said in when I was telling you how much I liked the show, I really loved the relationship between Madison and Strand in this episode. Um, what did you What did you guys feel about about that relationship? The relationship that they showed between the two of them, I thought, was very, very sweet. More like brother sister type of relationship than we've probably seen in the past with the two of them. And I think when they reunited, it was like um, kind of like a coming home. To at least Madison, where she she finally has somebody that is not her kids that she can confide in and get right. advice from that she trusts. Now that Travis yes. is gone, she has mm-hmm. Strand to confide in. So that was really nice to see them and the the scene where they are sitting on the beds and holding hands mm-hmm. and he's like he's got both of her hands in between his hands and he's tapping with his thumbs. Like first of all. Coleman Domingo is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. He's very oh, yeah. natural. He's very mm-hmm. on point. Well, I think that scene especially, he was it was uh, more clear how good he was in that moment. Yeah, and like when and he you know he kind of made it. He um, had a little joking moment where he talks about uh, Perm Madison. <laughs> the and, you know, it kinda, Madison. It kind of relaxes the entire situation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, you know, I think his delivery on that was good. I think early on in the episode, when he, again, when we were back at, like, the, um, going into the sewer and stuff, his lines Mm -hmm. were, like, over-the-top delivery. Yeah. And here, he was much more natural, I think, like, which I thought was a great scene. He seemed at ease. We got to see a little bit of it in the bazaar when, when he found out that Madison had found her kids. Yep. You could tell him he was, he was original, or really emotionally thrilled to see that and i think we in this la- our last podcast and when they're reintroducing us in those two episodes we were questioning why do they trust each other so much 
Like why, you know, but here I think you could see it a little bit more genuinely mm-hmm. that, okay, they do have a connection. And like you, right. like you said, it's like a brother sister kind of connection. It's that, you know, it's a very trusting no matter what kind of connection. Well, and she, she's definitely one of the few people Stranton hasn't tried to, to swindle or manipulate, you know, even when Strand left, you know, the, the crazy lady's ranch. It was still, you know, they were still respecting each other at that point. And then when they separated at the hotel, it was not out of him not wanting to be with her. He just, it just had to happen. They've had many of those moments. mm -hmm. They've built that relationship. I mean, at the bar at the hotel, like you said, when there's like walkers falling off the hotel tower and all of a sudden the bar got inundated with all that. I mean, they, yeah, they had many moments where it was just the two of them kind of making this connection. So they've developed developed a really good respectful relationship between each other and strand doesn't screw her over i mean he he, he's a straight shooter with her and i think she she realizes that and he's not threatening to her for the most part now don't get me wrong she she still is you know they have a funny relationship in that they are um there's still a trust issue there but at the same time She's trust him also. It's you know what it's I mean? like a, a mutual distrust. It's <laughs> yeah. like a respectful mm-hmm. distrust. Like I know right. you could fuck me because over they, at any each point. Each one knows, but yeah, each one knows the other one will do whatever needs to be done. I, I think it's because they they have like minds and they understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm probably not going to get one over on you, <laughs> right? And you you understand that as well. And I have a feeling that if it ever came down to it. Madison might fuck him over before he would fuck her over. Maybe yeah. so, especially since Madison's focus is her kids. Yeah, exactly, because he doesn't really have anything like that. Right. So, right. and he really, I think he respects her for her, her uh, connection with the kids. Yeah. Well, know, I think and he respects her strength. Yeah. And her devotion to her kids is what's making that strength. I mean, I did think it was great when he asked her, what do you want? Uh-huh. You know? Right. And she said, you know, replied that she hadn't thought about that in 23 years or something like Mm -hmm. that or whatever it was. But I think that the best part of that conversation was when she was when she asked him the same question. And he's like, I want to be in a Mm -hmm. place where I don't fail my friends. Finally, because every turn he's made, even with Daniel, who he wasn't Mm -hmm. very close with, but he still failed him. Well, and I think he was also harking back to um, um what was the his lover's name who died? Yeah, I can't remember. He was trying to get back to. Oh, um, he, I don't remember the guy who had the ranch mm-hmm. originally. Eric. No, I don't okay. remember his name. Eric. We'll just say Eric. But anyway, his he you know he failed to get back to him. Yeah. Before you know it was too late. Well, and he even failed the Abigail because he was supposed to deliver the Abigail in one piece, and he did not do that, and then the Abigail was taken from them and then mm-hmm. ultimately destroyed. Damn it, Strand. I know. Every time. I know. But but it's really nice to see that he can actually... Like, it's never too late to turn over that new leaf in life, right? Like, mm-hmm. even though the apocalypse has happened, it's kind of like, you know, the people that he meets from now on don't know the old strand and don't know to not trust him. So he can right. become that new person that he wants to be without he can, being But when he's issue. on his own, when he gets out there on his own, he reverts back. Well, that's a survival. That's what got him in trouble. I think it's survival right, that's tactic. That's what got him in trouble with the bazaar is he had 
you know, Tried he swindled somebody. Mm-hmm. I think Madison makes him a better person. Yeah. And in some ways, I think Matt, he grounds Madison mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was really good. But in the end, I mean, he's the reason that the whole deal happens mm-hmm. and goes through with mm-hmm. Lola. I don't know how he... Because Lola, Lola was sticking to her guns. She was not going to deal with them. She just wanted them to leave. Or she offered to Madison to bring her family there and stay there. That was my other sticking point. What the fuck? Why is she offering Madison and her family refuge at the dam when she wouldn't offer anyone else refuge at the dam? I think because their conversation, they had made a connection and she felt bad for her. And I think that's kind of, you know, she was sticking to her guns that she wasn't going to give up the water to them. But at the same time, she was like, but but I still I'll throw you a bone. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to do this, but I'll, I'll throw you this. So I think that's what did it. It was circumstantial. She knew that um, she could not make the deal because it would be like all out war with her population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she thought, okay, well, I could at least give you refuge here. That's the best I can give you. Just bring your, your daughter here and, and right. then that's it. But that's that's all I can do right now. Yeah, but she's not even doing that for the people in the village. Yeah, but but, but she made, in that moment, they made a connection, yeah. you know? And and Lola respects Madison for what she's trying to do. She just can't do it because she knows what the the townspeople yeah. would revolt against them giving it to the Gringos. So, um, but she still, I think she knows that if if um, if that were not an issue, she would have been happy to make a deal with them. I know, but she even says, like, I'm trying to save a city. You're trying to save your kids. Like, Oh, I forgot right. about that line. That was great, actually, because yeah. mm-hmm. honestly, to me, that put Maddie in her place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, Maddie was like, well, I'm trying to save my kids. She was like, oh, you're trying to save your kids? Well, I'm trying to save a whole fucking city. And that that was actually really well delivered. And it really did put it into perspective. That, and it did put it in perspective. But I think it put it in perspective for both of them. And I think it also kind of said to Lola, um, all right, so her, she's out, she's trying to figure out what to do for her family. And she's working through all this, trying to get some, you know, sustenance for her family. So I can at least respect that and offer that to them, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's why she offered to bring them there. Still just doesn't sit right with me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no. Well, don't be so angry. Kim. Yeah, I seriously. I, I mean, it was, yeah. But that all gets changed anyway. I mean, Daniel Daniel does whatever he can to try to pressure her into making the deal because he, you know, he and, knows what's coming. And I was out. actually wondering if he actually was when they went into that meeting and then like they got brought mm-hmm. into the office, and right. and she says, "I'm sorry, I can't give you anything." I was wondering what Daniel's perspective or what his conversation right. was if he was even arguing on their side at that point. But the I think the confrontation between Daniel and Strand out on the dam. That was awesome. Was great. Even though I didn't think like at first his lines were all that great when he was like, oh, Mr. Serpent, what are you thinking? What are you coiling your right, right. mind around right now? There too. Yeah. Um, his delivery was a little like weak for Daniel because Daniel is such a strong character usually that like I was like, yeah. oh, that's a little weak. But, um, but the it content was, was good. Yeah, the content Whatever was you got to do, yeah. you can do it. Yeah, because I was I'll like wondering, the other way. what the hell is he talking about? What is he What is he setting him off on? 
Because you could tell Strand was uncomfortable with it, and at that point I'd be like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think the the resolution of that whole conversation was awesome. And and Ephraim, the drunk priest, uh, I'm done with him. Why? That's an annoying as hell character. That, I, well, that's where I was... He just seemed inconsistent with me. And that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like, like, are you for the people, or are you just for some people? Like... He didn't seem like he was just for some people. And well, he's like the only one who's not dealing with reality. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's the crazy guy in the corner, and you're just kind of like, eh, don't don't talk to him, he'll go away. And I, I just got tired of his lines. Just open the open the water, let it go down the stream. God will provide, It'll he'll make it rain. I'm like, oh, geez. All right, yeah. move along. <laughs> make it rain. Let, let, the, let the adults talk. Yeah, he was kind of a throwaway character in this. Yep. Agreed. The blowing up truck, though, not expected Mm-mm. at all. The yeah, guys able to mend the fence with zip ties, not expected at all. Silly. I, I died laughing, though, when, when uh, you could tell Strand didn't know if it was going to work either. Because yeah. <laughs> he runs up to Madison, he's like, uh, no, let's go this way. Yeah. And then, boom. <laughs> And the thing blows up and blows the... Uh, I thought the burning walkers were very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coming through the fence. But like you said, you know, they kill those guys off. And uh, and then everybody runs up. They can, <laughs> they, they can hear the ugly mob coming down the street. Release the extras. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, they're coming down the street and they're stringing their fence together with tiddlywinks. Yeah. I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? And then, but, yeah, there um, was the funny, you know, the funniest thing was that, uh, oh, no, it wasn't even at the part. I'm sorry to even interrupt. When the, the funny thing before when Strand had like tied the gate together with the knob, yeah. there was yeah, like. In the beginning. Somehow, when they switched between scenes, there was like all these people that were like right in the middle of where the the gate opened, mm-hmm. and then all yeah. of a sudden you, they they pan away, they pan back, and there was just this one walker with like half an arm, uh, and the yeah, half yeah. arm kept coming through. Oh really? Yes. yes, but no one else was pushing at that weak point uh, where it was at the opening of the gate. So yeah, anyway. just the just the guy with the burned arm. Yes. Right. Uh, the yeah. the townspeople, I think they had all their arms. <laughs> Yes, they did. And they had beautiful But I just hair. thought that I just <laughs> chuckled because, you know, I wanted to say, yeah, you know, oh, man, the fences, they're 50 feet away. And yeah. I'm like, you just blew up the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, How the are you going to mend like it before bent, they go 50 feet? It had like a 45 in it, and they're like trying to put it up. They <laughs> guys had like big zip ties just trying to get it up. Now, it would have been perfect. Have if, zip ties yes, they did. Yeah. And they're like, it would have been perfect if Strand <laughs> went up there and tied this ch- tied the chain on it, and they couldn't get. Yeah, that's the thing. Daniel's just like he's not doing anything. He's just like directing people to go to get yes. the fence, get the, the fence. fence, the fence. Yep, and that convinced Lola that um, it's time to you know get your shit in gear. You need to give the uh, the mob. Frankenstein's mob is coming to yeah. get you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we might as well give everything to Maddie that she wants. 10,000 gallons and... A week? Good Lord. Yeah. Well, they need it. Oh, and we want a truck right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did like the, oh. I did like the fact that she that Lola uh, requested that... Um, Ophelia. Ophelia would be at the meeting, which yes. I thought was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was very poignant that Daniel would not leave the dam to go see mm-hmm. Ophelia. Like, if that was my kid, I would have been running to go see her. But he wants to stay. Now, my question is... 
is he doing that as a true sacrifice or is he just scared to talk to her? Which I think he's just scared to talk to her. I think I think there was a couple things going on. I think um I don't know how much he was really scared to talk to her. I know he was he had this he felt this obligation to protect the dam. I also think there's still a little crazy Daniel floating around in there. Um that he's not quite totally into reality yet cuz I mean even, you know, he even says that to Madison, you know, when when uh, when he confronts Madison and Strand when they came out of the pipe, and and Madison's like, "I thought you died in the fire," and he says, "I got better." Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm better yeah, now." Yeah, she said she asked, "Do you remember what happened?" He's like, yeah, "Yes, I, I'm better. I'm better now." Well, right. I mean, I I think that he's kind of heartbroken that Ophelia has gone down this path that Walker was telling him about, where she poisoned the group, because right. she is now becoming the person that he was during the revolution. And Uh so I think he's afraid to confront that Ophelia, that type of Ophelia. Does that make sense? Like, I know. No, it totally makes sense. I don't know. He could rub off on her. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it, if it had gotten to that point yet, but I understand what you're saying. I totally understand. It could, it could be there, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, I think it's more that he, like Scott's saying, he, he made this commitment. He made a promise to Lola and she doesn't know he's around. So, I mean, what's the point of him, like, running to her right now at this point when when Lola is completely unprotected and does not understand how unprotected she is? Because that's the thing that he keeps trying to drive home with her is that Mm -hmm. these people are going to overtake this dam. They're going to take it at any point. And she doesn't believe it. And would back to your point. Maybe part of his thinking, right, maybe part of his thinking is by protecting this dam, I am protecting Ophelia. Because, because she she'll get, get water. water. Yes. Yes, but my point is, it's the apocalypse. She could die mm-hmm. at any second now, and then mm-hmm. he would miss his opportunity to see her. If that was my kid, I'm going to go see my kid, and I'm breaking my promise. Sorry, I'll come back later. Back to last podcast, he's a realist. He could have already been dead. She could have already been dead. Yeah. And he, he is doing what he can to protect what resources they have that have some sort of connection that she could get. I think that's a good point. I think what will also be interesting is if Daniel does go back to the ranch, Daniel may end up at odds with Madison. I mean, yeah. if Daniel gets on the side of Ophelia and Walker's group, and Madison, of course, is running the the, the ranchers group, they could be they could be confronting each other at some point. Well, not only that, but you know Troy's coming back, and Daniel's not going to stand for that crap that Troy's pulling. He's going to shoot his ass. Yeah, he doesn't know uh-huh. anything about that. But you could have, yeah, you could have this um, trifecta well, of people piss, <laughs> pissing on their their marks. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Who, yeah. who's in charge. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Madison strikes the deal with Lola, gets the truck of water, and we end the scene, or we end the show with her driving off with the tanker, heading back to the ranch. And they pick up Walker, who's still on his walkabout trying to get back. <laughs> I would have left that dude on the road. I'd be like, you thirsty? And he's like, ah, smile. I'd be like, fuck you. Like, hit the gas. Like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you are, asshole. Or, yeah, you could mm-hmm. you could pull forward real quick, and when he gets to the door, like, pull up again. Yeah. Yeah. And then pull Just up again. Just keep doing it. It gets a little closer. Like, <laughs> your name's Walker <laughs> for a reason, right, asshole? That's right. <laughs> See you right. later. Become, become one with the land, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. Have, I have to ask though that the scene that they keep going into those mountains and they're coming over the bridge. Yes, is that the same one where they showed uh, Nick crossing 
ever when we first found Nick and he was on his walk. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it probably is. I don't know if it's meant to be, okay. but it probably it's a, is. It's the exact same location, I think. Yeah, and you know what, Stu, and that's true because he did, you know what, I think he did see that sign for Tijuana too, didn't he? Yeah, probably. The roadside sign, it said Tijuana, 30 kilometers. Right. I think I remember Nick seeing that while he was walking down the road. Man, they are so in I a think very you're right. small area. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, you know, when we went to Roswell, we saw how small they, an area they actually used to film The Walking Dead, so. Or is it Roswell? Sonoy? No. Sonoy. Sonoy. Excuse me, Sonoy. Yep, Sonoy, Georgia. Anyway. All right, so I think we'll go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our hit-and-miss section. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to do our hit or miss section. And Kim, humbada, humbada, swingbada. We got a hit? Yes, we do. I have a couple, actually. What? Yeah, I have a lot, actually. All right, so my first one is the reference to Cheap Trick because that was mm-hmm. funny. That was funny. Very nice. Yes. Yes, and mm-hmm. didn't you like Cheap Trick when you were younger or something? No, I did not. Who was? Oh, you liked driving and crying. Yeah. That's what it was. You like Cheap Trick? No, I, I yeah, I was I'm not trick. a Cheap yeah. Trick person, but I appreciated the reference. Yeah, it was funny. I, during the uh, Maddie Perm yes. comments. Mm-hmm. The Maddie Perm, Ford and Cheap cheap Trick. And it was pictures. hilarious when they were on Talking Dead and Hardwick was like, and that just went right over the audience's yeah. head. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Like, none of the audience clapped or anything. Yeah, like, oh, and so the, the Cheap Trick reference went right over everybody's head. And no one even made a sound in yeah. the audience. Not even a laugh at that little part. No, that was kidding. They just didn't get it. That's just terrible. What's wrong with them? Uh, They're too young. What is right? With um, uh, I also liked when Daniel said that he would turn his back on anything that Strand did if it benefited the both of them. Because it's like he's offering a little bit of an olive leaf there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like you, but mm-hmm. if you do something that's going to help this situation, I will stand by you. Yeah. So. And then shortly after that, warned Madison about turning back on Strand. Yes. Because he could stab you. This is true. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the nasty sewer scene. I loved that, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. And then the very last thing that I liked so much was... That genuine smile that we got from Madison as she's picking up Walker on the street. And she's like, you thirsty? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the only times in the entire three seasons that we have seen such a pretty smile from her. And everything else, if we've ever seen a smile before, it was a forced smile. So I really appreciated this one. Okay. Okay, so this is why you only get one hit? Because you're taking hits away from everybody else. Sorry. I have honorable yeah, exactly. mentions. Yeah, that's not cool. Sorry. My Yeah, my hit was the uh, sewer tunnels. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't so happy with how they got to the sewer tunnels, the lead up to it, there was a reason they got them there. Because uh-huh. it was, oh, I mean, yeah. it was they cool had to build, scenes. They had to do that scene. Yeah, it was very emotional. Definitely. And so I think that's kind of what we watch these shows for. Yes. It's kind of that scary emotional scene. So It was definitely terrifying, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, Kim, I had 
quite a few of the hits. We've mentioned a lot of them, you know, um, Taka's discomfort in the tunnels and so forth. There is discomfort in quite a few situations in the episode I thought was fantastic. Uh, Madison Strand, um, the Burning Walkers, I even like them. Um, but you know what? It's, it's, you're going to find this funny because the, the, my hit was Walker's smile at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Because it softened room. the whole mood. Uh, uh, it softened the it. whole mood of their situation. Yeah. When he smiled back at her. Yeah. You know, and it showed he, he was showing her respect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so and I like that. His, I mean, he was fighting them button heads the entire time, and that was like the only. T- it was um, uncharacteristic, I have to say, yep. when he did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of a sign of relief, in the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it speaks to better times between the two of them. All right, Kim. I'm sure we had a swing and a miss somewhere. Yeah, and I think we've hit on quite a few. But go ahead. I have two misses. Um, my first one is simply the numerous inconsistencies that they had in this episode. And I think that at this point in the lifespan of this show, that we should be well beyond that. Like just, just all over, like you're just talking about all over inconsistencies in the writing. Yeah, for this episode that we talked about. Yeah, okay. So all the little things that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we, uh, like, specifically the car and the manhole cover, like, that should have been addressed. They obviously had some ideas for some good scenes, and they were trying to work them in somehow. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was obvious that, you know, some of the stuff they did to work them in didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But they were good scenes. Mm -hmm. My only solution to that scene the possibilities of what happened is the fact that he said that he had met up and hooked up with some group whatever that group was maybe somebody else came behind him and fixed the situation covered up his tracks but there's just that's too a many stretch. exactly that's a stretch. there's too many unanswered questions so that is a huge hit for me because we are now in season three miss. i mean a huge miss or sorry miss we are now in season three. There have been so many people bitching and complaining about the entire series in the first place. And I have been really hammering at home that this season has been incredible, mm-hmm. which I do agree with. I believe that. Um, mm-hmm. But this just kind of, you know, harkens back to season one and two for me. And I don't like that. Well, I think they were just working, real, trying really, really hard to find a way to work that sewer scene into the episode. And it really didn't have a natural fit. Well, and then my next hit. Agreed. I I, I think uh, they had a very cool setup. But it was like, why would they use the sewer to get anywhere? Right. Because we haven't shown Strand or anybody else going through the sewers. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, we did. Strand was found in the sewer, right? And that was the first Mm -hmm. time they found him when he had the... uh, the dead guy on top of him. Yep. And we, but we didn't know how he got there. So he should have already cleaned out the sewer. <laughs> Anyways, you mean that plug? Yes. That guy, that dead guy plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was a recent thing. Could have been. Yeah. Um, my next one is Taka's little hissy fit when he walked off. He's like, "I'm going home. I'm taking my water and I'm going home." Yeah. I was like, Except "Screw he wasn't you, taking you any little water. He didn't have any. He didn't have any water. I know. No. But um. He just seemed like such a little immature brat. Okay. You got to stop 
with the multiple hits and misses because you're taking <laughs> shit away from people. I'm, I'm telling sorry. you. I'm sorry. I had a lot miss, of problems with this episode. My miss was Taka completely as a character. And mm-hmm. that specifically, when he was like, okay, well, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Because he did it more than once. He did it like three or four times where he's like, done, gone. Like towards the end when they're at the dam and, and Taka, right before he leaves, he's like, all right, that's it. I'm gone. He's like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Like how many times do you have to use that, dude? Like are yeah. you... You are deliberately trying, sabotaging yeah, sabotaging everything. everything. I mean, when Strand comes down there and he's like hanging up his shirt, and Tak is like, "God, you think everything's funny?" And um, you know, uh, you, are you gonna think it's funny when Madison and her kids are out in the desert and they don't have shit? Oh yeah, I was like, God, God, that was horrible. You are an asshole. Like, <laughs> who was that? Yeah. Who was that other uh, horrible thing? He again, said? back to like why Taka and his people are even on the ranch. Like, yeah. there is no dealing with these people, or this guy spe- especially. Oh, yeah, when and he said, like, there's not enough water, and my side comes first. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah not enough was, water for both was, sides. Yeah, and he was talking to Strand does at he, that point. Does, I mean, does he really think he's going to hold that place with... <sighs> with nothing. Three guns? Right. Three guns? Yeah, um, he's just a child. He's not a leader. But then, okay, and then on top of that, he is scared to go in the sewer. He's scared to follow people, but yet yeah. he's going to stand up to everybody and start talking shit. It's like, dude, you don't have a leg to stand on right. if you're not going to mm-hmm. prove yourself in front of these people. And every time the going gets tough or there is a, a somewhat of an obstacle, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm gone. That's why I would have left his ass on the road and been like, all right, see you back at the ranch. Yep. Yeah, but to, you know the thing about it too. The the other thing that about him that bothers me too is is he's too stereotypical. Yes, he is. The the I writing mean, is really know, bad for him. The, as far as like right. his lines are really poor. Uh, he could be a tough guy, but like uh, right, uh, but still somewhat contemporary. Not always, you know. I need to go talk to the owl spirit. You know, I mean, come on, dude. Really. He he could Lighten yeah. Up. He could have um, a more respectful position. I guess would be a way mm-hmm. to say it. Uh, but the way the stuff that they give him is really cheesy. And right. and in a way, I think those the lines they give Strand are a bit cheesy sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a little too caricature for the situations that they're dealing with. But yeah, yeah. Walker was definitely my like. I hope this guy doesn't last that long. Honestly. I really hope he doesn't last that long. Mm-hmm. Scott, what's your miss? Well, um, I you know, I don't. I didn't care much for Ephraim, the priest. I'm ready for him to be gone. Mm. But my real, my real stinker, I think, is a, uh, it's a symbol of of all that we're talking about that was silly in this episode, and that's the beeper that attracted the. Oh my God, yeah. The um, walkers away from the truck. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. You're sitting in here in an 18-wheeler, and you're making all this sound, and you're going to throw a little beeper 20 feet away, and they're all going to go follow it. By the way, that was one hell of a throw. Yeah, it was. Was it pretty far? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it did a nice throw. Strand's a big guy. I thought it was so lame. <laughs> but, uh, it was. That was. That was pretty lame. I mean, it was meant to be, I think, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but still, it just was like... Come on. It was also That's a sacrifice a for him because he's throwing away the keys to his awesome ass car. Oh, his, was that yeah. the Jag? Yeah. Was that from the Jag? Okay. Yeah. Still, that's not going to attract a a whole horde of 
of walkers that are standing right in front of a truck full of people. I agree. <laughs> they like Jags, though. They do like Jags. Mm-hmm. It is known. I, you know, I thought when he said, oh, there's my baby, like when he was standing there at the in mm-hmm. the car lot. Or the, yeah, you thought it was going to be the Jag? I thought it was yeah, going to be the Jag so too. there. But. I thought so, too. Yeah. So, and okay, again, back to that when um, there was that little comment, snippet comment, when they're going down and down into the sewer and uh, Walker says, oh, what was it? Oh, he, he says, well, what about the truck? And Strand's like, right. oh, well, the dead don't drive. <laughs> which I thought, which I thought, oh, that's funny. But at the same time, they're there to get the water. Why are they going through the sewer? Right. Right. Why would you not have just driven up to the dam? Yeah. Why didn't you just move one of those blocks in the middle of the highway and drive? Mm-hmm. Since it's completely open on the other lane. Mm-hmm. That's what well, I'm saying. It is a concrete divider, so and they'd it might rather, be a little bit harder to move than I They would looks, rather come up as a surprise. I would have backed up a half mile. Where they could have gotten... They tried to move the concrete divider instead of like dealing with the walkers at that point and crawling through the sewer. But coming through the sewers, they're coming in as a surprise, which could get them shot. It almost did get them shot. Which yeah. null and voids the entire process, and it just didn't make sense. Okay. But we do have a lot of, well, we not do. a lot. We do have some listener comments. We mean not a lot. Hey. We mean a lot. We do have a lot compared to Preacher. <laughs> no, we had a lot of people, like, we had a lot of people writing in. I was excited. I was, too, because that tells me that not many of you are watching Preacher, but a lot of you are watching Fear of the Walking Dead. Which is very surprising, but still exhilarating. It so is. So please write it. And speaking of yep. Preacher, we have Mark LaVarnway again. He's coming over. Yes. He said, Lola is scared to death of losing Daniel, hence the reason she wants his daughter at the next meeting. She wants her to stay with her father at the dam, but I have to call major BS on the dam providing potable water. A dam typically does not have a treatment plant. It just helps generate power. So the water is not clean. How many infected are bobbing in that lake? Yuck. Exactly. Good comment. Thank Good you, comment. <laughs> Boy, talk about a, a plot hole. Um, yeah. 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 And they're not good, treating Mark. the water at all. When when I read that comment, I was just like, oh, yeah. Mm. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Emmeline Veltkamp said, this episode had a first for me. The sewer scene was the first time the show made me dry heave. Decapitating walkers? <laughs> I'm good. Humans eating someone's leg as he watches? Sure, whatever. Drinking your own pee? If it means surmi- surviving, go for it. Removing the walker that's plugged in a sewage pipe and getting flooded in the buildup? No, not okay. <laughs> uh, that's great. I totally agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, where, that was pretty rough. Where'd that buildup go? That was gross. That's what I'm saying. Like, the water oh, comes know, rushing in and it's got to be getting in their mouth. You know, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that they just went through all that shit, literally. And then they mm-hmm. went into Lola's office, and there wasn't like I know. a... I thought about that, too. Can you get cleaned up before you come in here? Yeah. Like, That's what I'm saying. They do not look Nobody has a hose. Dirty. They got all that water in the lake. Nobody's Nothing. got a hose. They were in poop. Oh, they were making it look like they were in poop. But that was... Uh, they were in poop. Yeah. That, was, that had to be nasty in there. All right. Melissa McClure said, uh, maybe the infected can help Nick with his hair issues. <laughs> Melissa is so I totally stuck agree. on Nick's hair. But if you... She got... She, she got some discussion started on what uh, what we could do with that hair. Well, if you look at the picture that I posted on Facebook, 
of the walkers at the fence, their hair is gorgeous. Like yeah. one guy has gel in his it's hair. He's got a Nick's. little faux hawk. Yeah. The other guy's mm-hmm. got like, mm-hmm. he's going out to a club and it's like all pushed over to the side. Like it's perfect. Not a single strand is out of one place. One has got a little Elvis action yes. going on. Yes, pompadour. Very mm-hmm. funny. So I think Nick needs to hang out with them a little bit longer. He needs to start wearing the blood again. Oh, uh, that's true. Because yeah, he likes hanging out with the walkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work. throw some blood on, get your hair done. Get your hair did. It'll be a whole. It'll be a whole thing. It is a little ridiculous that like a a zombie hair, his hair would not be like all in his face and stuff. It'd be all pushed back and mm-hmm. yeah. That was and it. I do love the fact that Melissa is really into his hair. <laughs> She's totally into his hair. She's been talking about it for like a year. Yeah, I know. It's really bothering her. You know what? I think we're kind of bothered by the hair too. We talk about it a lot. Yeah, well, we do. Because of Melissa. Yeah, we do. No, it's not because of Melissa. We started that. <laughs> Oh God! We not to take anything away before. from Melissa's comment, but yes, we started harping on the hair, bitching and moaning about yeah, that hair a long time yes. ago. All right, exactly. Dakara said, "Enjoying the Madison and Strand relationship, I feel Victor makes Madison more likable. They have a mutual respect, which is nice to see. Keep up the good work on the podcast, guys. Thanks, Dakara. Nice. Yeah, That's good. I, I, yeah agree. I, think I agree. I agree on that too." Um, you especially agree we're doing good work. Huh? That we're doing good work? No, I do not agree with that, Dakara. I'm sorry, but I do agree <laughs> with the fact that um, Strand makes her more likable because mm-hmm. she it, yes. it, it makes totally. her much more personable, and yep. that's the one thing we don't have with. I, no one trusts Madison except him. Madison needs a friend. Yes. Well, their own kids don't even trust her. Right. Which right. is really sad. Yeah. So I mean. Who does she have in confidence? That's the only now that guy. Travis is gone. Yeah, that's the only guy. Mm-hmm. And so, even Travis yep. and her were not. They were a weird right. couple. That was a weird couple. I, I I don't miss that relationship at all. I don't either. Well, next week on Fear the Walking Dead, season three, episode twelve, the Brothers Keeper. Hmm. Um, as Nick and Jake set out to handle a delicate situation, the ranch prepares for a. Threat greater than any they've faced before. Oh, goody. That's got to be infected coming in. Ah, that'd be sweet. Mm, Maybe so. The infective have tracked them down. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, that'll be good. Make a run for the ranch. So before we wrap up, I just have a little request to all of our listeners. I would love to know how you guys feel about us being a part of blog talk radio now and would like to know if any of you are having trouble finding the episodes um or are having any issues whatsoever or if it sounds weird or anything like that so please drop or if you like it yeah if you don't mind the ads that sort of thing so drop me a line and let me know what your thoughts are on that so that we can gauge what our future is going to be like because we really um value your opinion so so in case you do want to write into us you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at fearmepod on facebook at facebook slash fearmepodcast and on the web at fearmepodcast.com and you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site including blog talk radio thanks for listening everyone good night good night everybody Just love.
fat guy in a little pipe.